there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical the Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salt. I'm Cam. How are we, gentlemen? Pretty good. Yeah, good. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for asking. Excellent. A trio of goods. Yeah, we're off to a convivial start. <laughs> a little too convivial. I feel like it's just going to go downhill from here. Uh, what are we talking about? This week, we are talking about dolphins. Yeah. Uh, specifically, are they from bloody outer space? This, well, this was, uh, are they... This was a comment that we made last week, wasn't it? This Something inspired this. <laughs> I think maybe we are talking about after the show or maybe it was on the news show last week. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I can't clearly yeah. remember because when you were like, are we ready to do a podcast? I'm like, is there even a topic? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, there is quite a topic, Salty, because okay. there's a lot to cover. Yeah, this week we're talking uh, about dolphins. Are they from space? And maybe also some general dolphin gear. Although a lot of the general dolphin gear is related to space. It was, right? Because I, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, the, the, the famous dolphin experiment mm. where they see, were seeing if they can talk to dolphins and then end up jacking off dolphins <laughs> yeah. in, a, in, a, in a sensory deprivation chamber. Um, that was all about, you know, scientists were, were like hanging out with that guy, like Carl Sagan and stuff, to to see if what he was learning about communicating with dolphins while jacking them off could apply to receiving and talking to alien communications. Yeah, like when we meet aliens. So, so I think people get hung up on the jacking off thing. I mean, uh, there's reason for that. It's, yeah, there, there is reason for that. But yeah, I, so I we have talked about that before. And I, But yeah, I didn't realise that the, the point of the thing was that they were, they were like, here's our problem. When we finally meet aliens... Like, what are the chances that they're going to have any sort of language that is even similar to an, a, a human language? Like, mm. that would just, it would be bizarre for them to have evolved a language that operates on the same, <laughs> even on the same general basis as ours. Yeah. If mm. they come down and speak in English, yes. it's probably something sus. Yeah, yeah it's it too easy. It would, it would be a little sus, but also, like, even if it's something that we could translate like it would be but, weird that they would come up with something on the same sort of that had the same sort of basic rules. 
Yeah. So, but that, that wasn't thinking. the point. Of, that wasn't the point of the experiment that we're talking about, though. That was why NASA and other scientists got involved in the experiment. Well, no, the that was the that was, was the original point of the. I think right, right I think back in the beginning, point, this was the idea. But the, the thing was, this guy was like, if we can work out how to talk to dolphins that have this completely alien form of communication. We could take whatever we learn from how we worked out how to do that and apply it to talking to aliens. Why dolphins, yeah. though? What an impractical animal to want to study this with. Well, because well, they're because the way really dogs. smart. <laughs> okay, so before we go too far, do you guys know that dolphins evolved from like a dog? <laughs> Is this common knowledge? A no, dog. That's not common knowledge, and I'm also not sure that's true. Yeah, I don't think that's true either. Dolphin evolution. I found this while well, I was listening to a podcast talking about this alien thing. And this guy was talking about how aliens, um, you know, he's pretty convinced that, that dolphins are a, a actually grey alien. So everything he said I was taking with a grain of salt. Yeah. And then until, he's like, um, <laughs> until you're like, oh, it, no, he's making a lot of sense. Well, I started fact checking <laughs> things he was saying, like dolphins evolved from a four legged animal on, on, earth, on, on the ground. Um, that went back into the ocean. It's called uh, Pachycetus, P-A-K-I-C-E-T-U-S. Pachycetus. I'm gonna. I'll put the spelling in um, into the chat for you guys. Uh, but yeah, this is just like this is exactly what happened. <laughs> well, I if, mean- you Google, if you Google that, it's this like goat-sized kind of dog, kind of prehistoric creature that eventually just kind of. Had Jack a land. It was like, oh, I'm sick of this. I'm going to slide back into the ocean. And that's why dolphins and turtles and uh, I think Whales. walruses and seals have little fingies. If you x ray their flippers, they've got little fingers because mm. it comes from this freaking goat dog thing. I guess the thing is, like, dolphins are supposed to be highly intelligent, right? And there's really nothing more intelligent than being on this accursed land. And saying "fuck this," yeah, I'm, I'm heading back in. This is this is for this is for the birds. Yeah, <laughs> not literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the sky is for the birds. For like this, in general, this whole thing is for the birds. Yeah, this is for the birds that evolved from the fish. I'm gonna devolve back into the fish. Yeah, just slide back into the ocean. It's it's, yeah. it's just chill. The vibes are so much more chill in the ocean. That's the thing too, chill. right? Birds evolved from fish, didn't they? I think everything evolved from. I mean, I don't know about evolution now that I've learned that <laughs> dolphins evolved from dogs. <laughs> and strictly not a dog, but uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys have brought it up yet, but like, it's pretty dog like. So the reason they did it with dolphins and not dogs is because, like, if you talk to a dog, a dog is like, woof. Yep. That's like, yep. that's all basically all they say. It's not a very complicated language. Yep. But dolphins, they were like, there's a lot going on with all the clicks and things. Mm. Yeah. What about birds then? Magpies. Mm. They've got a pretty complex language. Yeah, but you want something that mm. won't swoop you. Mm. You don't want to be swooped. You don't want to make friends with them, mate. G'day, Mr. To... Magpie. Give him a little bit of mince and they you fucking made for life. Give him some shiny things. Getting constantly swooped. I'd be if I was studying magpies, I'd be constantly winking at them. I'm sure we've If I mate, I don't think we have, so you need to elaborate on that. If I had two choices, it was like we can study magpies or dolphins. Now, to get the magpies on side, you just have to say good day to them, give them a little bit of mince. 
to get the dolphins on side, you're probably going to have to jack them off in a sensory <laughs> deprivation tank. That study would be just, done with magpies. <laughs> just, I mean, there is one thing we're missing. There is LSD involved in the sensory deprivation tank. Would that change your? Uh, ooh. I, <laughs> I feel like it would be because it seems like it was quite easy to dose the dolphins. I feel like it would yeah. be hard to catch the magpies and put a little tab under their tiny magpie tongues. <laughs> Just put it in the mince. Don't chew it. Hold it under your tongue, magpie. God. <laughs> It'll last longer. Um, also, magpies, like, don't do LSD on the roof. And magpies are always up on roofs. Yeah. That's, one of, the, that's one of the golden rules. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, this experiment was, I guess, a failure, but used by science and this guy is John John C. Lilly. If you Google like dolphin science um, LSD, you'll find many articles about it. Uh, yeah, it, basically, one of the reasons why the the experiment fell apart wasn't the fact that the lady in there was jacking off a dolphin, which was um, also very like was not an important part of the experiment. It was just something that happened because the dolphins would get too horny. Yeah, yeah. Dolphin. Uh, there's one it was, dolphin. It was, it was like just a, the one dolphin. Yeah, there's two female dolphins, but it was too, It was harder for her to like get the chambers because it was like a house. That of, it was harder? <laughs> it's, it's a house of like water-filled chambers. So to get, like they're doing, like she was doing a lesson trying to teach this dog to say, uh, sorry, doc. God dolphin, damn it. Dolphin. dolphin to say words. Ex-dog. And then it would, it, it would get too horny. And rather than like getting the dolphin back to the lady dolphins, she'd be like, ah, oh, man, let's just get this over done with and carry on with the lesson. Yeah. So, but the, the reason why <laughs> the scientists started like going, actually, we don't really want to be involved in this anymore, <laughs> NASA and stuff, it wasn't because of all that happening. It was because. The guy, John Lilly, who was kind of the guy that was pushing all these experiments, who was kind of a credible scientist and then just started taking lots of drugs and became the guy that takes lots of drugs and yeah. studies that. <laughs> he, he wasn't just they, giving the acid to the dolphin. <laughs> no. And, that, and so he's the guy that um, invented sensory deprivation tanks um, and in the movie about them, whatever that movie is called. Uh, Altered States. Altered States, that's it. Uh, he's, the, he's the, you know, they're portraying him basically. Um, but yeah, the, the the whole kind of thing fell apart because he was just spending too much time taking acid and going into the chambers and floating, <laughs> and, and like, and he'd come back and be like, "Oh, you guys should see what I learned when I took all this acid." And they're like, "This is really impacting our work. We don't care." <laughs> so it all kind of fell apart. Yeah, it seemed like he spent a lot of time telling people about his trips when he should have yep. gone on Arrowwood, written it down. And moved on. He yeah, also, yeah. I think he didn't mind chopping up a dolphin either. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, not... You mean chop, like, for food? Like, no, like, cutting them open, just having a look. Ah. So, this so is... the thing uh, is, though, I they guess... gave the dolphins... So, they did give dolphins acid, and then they were like, these dolphins get a lot more talkative when they're on the acid. Yeah. They... I mean, they found that giving a, a drug to a thing makes that thing act differently. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Look, I don't think that's a huge revelation. And like they did try and claim, you know, oh, you know, it, it made them more empathetic or it made one scared a little bit, you know, more relaxed around humans, which I think is, um, you know, there is evidence for that in, in people as well, you know, hallucinogens and 
and um, similar drugs do do alter your mind and can help. Um, but I mean, I don't think giving them to dolphins helps find that out. No. Also, at the end of the um, day, they didn't learn a single thing about how dolphins communicate. <laughs> no. Um, there's also a footnote to the story, and a, a, I guess this is a bit of a bummer, so I apologise to everyone on this. Um, but the dolphin, the male dolphin, um, they, they moved it to another, they moved this experiment to another place that was all set up in Miami, um, but it, it didn't have any sunlight or or much room at all. So the dolphin quickly deteriorated, this is from Wikipedia, uh, and eventually ended its life by drowning. Um, dolphin activist Rick O'Barry oh. explains, dolphins are not automatic air breathers like humans are. Every breath is a conscious effort. If life becomes too unbearable, the dolphins just take a breath and they sink to the bottom. It's Which fucking is fucking brutal. brutal. Yeah. So um, that really sucks. Like, just that dolphin was basically, I don't know, experimented on till it just lost the will to live. Uh, yeah. So while there's a lot of lols, that sucks. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, do, do we have any more about that experiment? No, but uh, there is quite a bit about dolphins. So they thought we, if we could learn how to talk to dolphins, we could talk to aliens. Mm. But what we discovered is that actually if you can learn how to talk to dolphins, you are talking to aliens. What? Uh, so Sirius B, so there's, you know, the Sirius uh, star the dog star. Canis Major. Yeah, you know this one? Yeah. Famous a, one. I, I think it's maybe the brightest star in the sky. Yeah. It's like the closest... Uh, what is it? It's like the closest binary star to our sun or something like that. Mm. It's where mm. they reckon all the aliens come from, from that little so area. There's Sirius A, which is like the bright one, and then there's Sirius B, which I think is a, a dwarf star. And then there's also possibly Sirius C, uh, which Ooh. I think mainly exists in um, conspiracy world, but yeah. Uh, yeah, all of the on Sirius A, that's where a bunch of like uh, aliens live. Uh, but Sirius B is where all the watery aliens come from, so like dolphins and whales and things. And they they travel here, right? So potentially they travelled here in the past and settled down and became the dolphins and whales that we know today, or. Alternatively, they might just pop pop in and out as they as they choose to. So the the theory is, yeah, there's there's two theories, right? That one they they come from space. Hmm. The other one is they they evolved here into grey aliens and are kind of hiding out. Yeah, is that what you found? Yeah, so I saw lots of different dimensions being assigned to them on a old Sirius B. So sometimes yeah, cool. they were fifth dimensional, and then. I saw uh, I saw some seven dimension ones. I think I even saw a tw- a twelfth dimensional dolphin. So we have in the past few episodes been uh, wrestling with the what is the fifth dimension. I <laughs> mm. uh, finally, I think I sort of got a handle on what it's about. Think of them as like layers in a mm. lasagna. Yep. Or like a sp- a multi tiered sponge sponge cake. Yep. So all of them exist simultaneously. So you, me, and Salty, we all we're all existing across different dimensions simultaneously. But yep. it's what your perception is, which uh is sort of uh like what dimension you're in. So like 
the first dimension is just uh, your only perception is that you you exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, your the second dimension is like a like on the alien. Sorry, not on the alien. On the animal level of understanding or plants. So that level of consciousness. But if you descend down to the second dimension, then you can start to communicate with animals and plants. The third dimension is where we are, which is that you uh, you perceive time as being linear, so having a past, present, and future. And because of that, you have a lot, you judge things. So you consider things to be good or bad because you can, fucking hell. It sounds cooked. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does, it sort of makes sense, though. Not the idea of traveling between <laughs> dimensions, but uh, the idea that uh, because you perceive time as being linear, so things, uh, events precede other events and cause things, then mm. you think, oh, well, this is. It's good that this happened, or it's bad that this happened, or something happened. This thing happened, which caused this other thing to happen, which means that was bad or that was good. So you have you have value judgments because of the way you perceive time. Mm. Then there's the fourth dimension, which is uh, when you're dreaming. So you you travel to that ast- this astral plane in your dreams, mm. and so things are less you're you're a little less judgy in the fourth dimension because you perceive time differently, and so you'll know you know when you dream and time's all fucked up, you can go back and forward between things. That's because Ooh. your perception of time is getting a bit skew if, and so you're a bit less judgy. But you're still a little bit judgy in your dreams. I know you are, Luke. I'm judgy at all times. The thing is, though, you exist in all of these dimensions simultaneously. So right now we're in the third dimension. I can hear you guys judging me. Uh, but at the same time, we're in the we we're also in the fourth dimension, and that's why you like when you daydream or you experience deja vu. That's like you are having a little blip into the fourth dimension. Okay, but it's all happening at the same time. Then the fifth dimension is when you no longer perceive time as being linear, like an idiot, mm. and all of the, the uh, your judgments about things being good or bad are gone because everything is happening simultaneously. So nothing can be good or bad. And I then mean, you I get don't it. think that's that's true. Like things can <laughs> still be good or bad <laughs> even if things are happening you know, bad things happening simultaneously as good things doesn't make them not bad anyway well, I'll, I'll take that up with whoever sees five dimensions anyway this is so this is what they're talking about though when they're saying you know we need to ascend to a to the fifth dimension is we need to ascend to being this sort of higher being but then i read all this stuff where it's like it's not a higher being it's just a different being you know you're applying third dimensional thinking to it when you say that it's better to be fifth dimensional but uh yeah dolphins fifth dimensional they love it okay (laughs) (laughs) well uh, but you can laugh right yeah yeah i can't 100 i can laugh have you ever seen a dolphin wearing a wristwatch check mate uh no no what dolphins um they don't perceive time mate they don't need it if you draw if you draw something on a dolphin then show it a mirror it it They've shown that it will see that there's something being drawn on it and try and like look at it closer or, or remove it. Uh, that's just a, it's not not quite a wristwatch, but they really hate dirty mirrors. Well, no, they hate smudges on themselves. 
Um, yeah, so they're pretty smart. So if they could wear a watch, they would. Yeah. Just, just saying. But they wouldn't because they don't perceive time in the same way as you do. Yeah, right. Maybe they'd wear so a like, digital a digital watch. They'd have a little calculator watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the time? Like, well, we don't know, but like, ask us some sums. And they'll yeah, be like, these it. buttons are so small. I wish I hadn't evolved out of those little fingies so much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I still have some sort of dog thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of this evolution thing, uh, coming back to this, because I'm, I'm going to be stuck on this for years now. Do you know humans have tails in the womb? Little tails? That, yeah, a little prehensile tail. Yeah. Um, so like vestigial, vestigial, something tail or something. Yeah. Yeah. Vestigial, vestigial. They, um, so like this guy's point was about the fingers and the tail is when you look at a human fetus and a dolphin fetus, they look kind of the same. Uh, and you know, it just shows that we kind of, we branched off together. Dolphins went to the fifth dimension. We stayed in the third. We're in the third. Is that where we are? Yeah. We're in the third dimension. Okay. So yeah, dolphins You're are definitely branched off dimension. Into Thanks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's reassuring. <laughs> Fifth dimension aliens. There's a the guy that I was listening to on the podcast, um, so his theory was you know how dolphins use a sonic boom to stun like fish and then eat them? Do they or is this just an echo of the dolphin? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, I did play some Echo the Dolphin uh, while I was researching this, just I as a little feel break. This is maybe just an Echo the Dolphin thing. No, no. Um, Echo the Dolphin, it's a pretty chill game. Uh, can recommend the vibes of Echo the Dolphin if you're just looking for, to relax. Yeah. Um, Actually, from my memory of Echo the Dolphin, which I admit I haven't played for a while, I don't, it would be a bit of a departure for them to like suddenly have a killing mechanic, right? Um, Echo doesn't okay, do a so lot of murder? No, no, but he does. He uses that to talk to people. Okay, so it doesn't. They don't use sonar. To, they don't stun them, but they do use sonar to like drive fish out of their uh, hiding places. So if like a fish is trying to hide in a little nook, they'll blast it with some sonar, and the fish will be like, "Ah, I got to get out of this nook." I'm being blasted with sonar, and, and then, then they get chomp. Yeah, I thought I'd seen that before, but no. There's a lot of people talking about it. Um, like it's a long-running theory, uh, but they don't do it. I think there's a, um, a species of prawn that does it, though. Prawn stuns. There's like well, the mantis shrimp have like a real hard punch. Uh, pistol shrimp. Right. Um, they got little guns. Pew! Yeah, they got a little stun gun attack. While I I was researching this, I did see a video of a killer whale that had like a fish in its mouth and it was by like a a boat, like bobbing its head out of the water with this fish in its mouth and all of these like birds were watching it, like seagulls and things, until Mm. like a seagull came down to get the fish and then it just grabbed the bird (laughs) (laughs) and pulled it underwater. And it's like, what are you doing that for? Uh, that's pretty good, though. That's, uh, that's yeah. Um, what did you say? It was a kill- an orca, killer whale? I, I think, it, yeah. Well, it said it was a killer whale. It was, de- it was definitely a killer. Because mm. killer whales are dolphins. Oh. Also evolved from dogs. Just re- reaffirming that. Yeah. 
<laughs> also, he's like these fucking birds. I, I thought I'd gotten away from them and they're still here. <laughs> so uh, this this guy's theory, um, so the sonic booms they use, which turns out isn't true. Um, you know how when people are being abducted, they say they're, they're frozen by the alien? Mm-hmm. Like they wake up and they, they can't move. This guy's theory is that the aliens, the dolphins have evolved to do it with their eyes. So when they come and look at you, you're frozen and you can't move. But when they turn their heads to look at their other their alien mate and just say, hey, you're, you're sweet to, you know, get this guy beamed up to the ship or whatever, then you can move again until they look at you. Um, and that's the, that's the same sonic boom they use to the – other, the other thing that he, does, he talks about is uh, the cave systems they all live in. So like, because the pl- yeah, so these these grey alien dolphins, uh, they've evolved to like you know all these cave networks around the world that we're never going to be able to find. They're all living in them, and that's where they live. And they come up and then stun us and abduct us. Right. That's that's the grey aliens. Um, he also talks about like, for some reason, he talks about boats. This is uh, the Dead Rabbit podcast. Um, he talks about boats and like how they're an earthly invention, whereas other planets probably haven't invented boats. Uh, he says, if you live on a planet where all the water was underground and it bubbled up, like rather than having an ocean or a lake, uh, you know, you'd probably just take a little slurp, but you wouldn't ever think about building a boat. Mm. So if you showed that person a boat, they would say, what's that? Why would I need that? I could just walk. Um, so in this guy's, in this guy's theory, if the planets, other planets don't have any oceans, we wouldn't invent boats, but we also wouldn't invent cars or any kind of transport. <laughs> uh, for some reason, boats, I think, the only transport that he could think of. Well, like, uh, cars just evolved from boats. Yeah, I think boats went, evolved out of the, the ocean. I mean, technically they did, didn't they? Like, we would have had boats before we had cars. Yeah. Were boats this first kind of vehicle and then thus the evolution of cars? I feel like we probably had... Mm, I feel like we would have had carts before we had boats. I feel like what a boat is someone saying, I wish there was a cart I could take across the water. I don't know. You see a lot of like, like you know, the First Nations Australians. Yeah. Made a lot of canoes and stuff. But I don't think yeah. they knocked up too many carts. Same with um, yeah, exploring the Pacific. A lot of the you know, there's a lot of talks of of boat travel, but there's never anyone because you know they would have had to mis- to, to domesticate an animal first, yeah, in order to get the cart moving. Whereas a boat, you just hoof it into the water and float away. All right. Well, maybe we'll look into this <laughs> next episode. Boats. Boats. Did boats first. Uh, The earliest boats were found uh, super old, basically. There you go. So, yeah, cars are an evolution of boats. Dolphins are an evolution of dogs. I don't know what to believe anymore. I feel like still you would, uh, even if you didn't have boats, at some point you would still come up with the idea of a a wagon. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I think um, a boat. Then the first like carts come along. They probably called them waterless carts. Yep. And then cars land, came along, and they were the horseless carriage. Yep. And then that's that's where we're stuck. We're stuck at cars. 
Well, then, but then now we're trying to make cars float again. You know, people like you see Ooh, Richard Branson cars. hoofing about in his bloody amphibious cars and stuff. Yeah. So that's that's the equivalent of the dolphins getting back. I guess God, ah, right. I'm yeah. sick of being a car. Time to be a boat again. Um, this is maybe dolphins being dogs is what's done it for you. This idea that they were like, we need a boat that can go on land. <laughs> yeah. When we spend all, all of our time is spent on land, how did they not come up with a land vehicle first? Anyway. Because we've got legs. Yeah, they're already walking around. And you, you didn't pony. need to go outside of your little area of like, you know, as far as you could walk. There was no no need to. You just went around in your little walkable area and got your food and your... Yeah, whatever you needed, and yeah, and that was it. It wasn't until people fucking got into that idea of like, what's over the other side of the water? Oh, let's float over there. Okay, well, what about if we go the other way? What's on further in the land than we can walk? I don't know. We can't go that far. Well, how how do we do what we did with the water to get over the other side of the water? How do we do that on the ground? I don't know. But did you see Jono like rolling that thing around the other day? They would have had to invent the wheel. Yeah, they would have had to invent the wheel before yeah. they invented the cart. So like, you mean he was rolling that thing? Maybe we could like put a couple of those rolly things under one of our boats, and then we can fucking roll our boats across the land. Boats definitely came first. Yep. I just verified it using the internet. So anyway, <laughs> I think I just verified it using that really great analogy. Boat, boats came 20th millennium BC, boats. Yep. I don't even understand that old. And it wasn't until 3500 BC was, or oh, sorry, 4th millennium. So what's that? 16,000 years? Is that how this works? After we had boats was when carts came along. Right. Boats were invented before shoes. Jeez Louise. They really put the boat Yeah, because the they cart, were like... They were like, look at the shape of this thing we float around on the water. What if we made them smaller and put them over our feet? Tiny little boats. Tiny little boats on our feet and it'll protect us from this pointy sticks and stuff. The same way that the boat protects us from the water. I'm going to need to lie down after all this. This is just too much. You can sort of see though why you'd look at this situation like having to walk everywhere and think, I'm just going to go back in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and that's where the mermen came from. Do you guys want to hear about Dolphin Ambassador Aros Christos? Yes. Sure. Uh, Aros Christos is the, the Dolphin Ambassador. He's on LinkedIn. I'm going to send him a friend request because um, he's the exact kind of LinkedIn friend I want. Um, Aros Christos, uh, he's also owner of uh, the Galactic Orgasm Design Clothing Company, mm-hmm. God. Um, but... He became super into dolphins when in 1994, um, he says after four decades after a starship landed in Sweden, uh, so he came from aliens, landed in Sweden, went to uh, California and sat there and looked on the beach and was suddenly hit with a message. Uh, This is from vice.com. He was suddenly hit with a message and the message was the dolphins. For the next 10 months, he received constant telepathic communication from aquatic mammals. Dolphins, he came to realize, are actually intergalactic beings who have the ability to travel through dimensions at will. Humans have mistakenly associated with them with other animals, but in fact, they merely take this form as divine masters. 
so yeah, so yeah, this guy's been chatting to dolphins. For and he, st- oh, he died recently, but oh, did he die recently? Well, no, don't have him on LinkedIn then. No, he's still <laughs> alive. Sorry, it was the other guy that died. Sorry, I got confused. Um, but he just kind of does clothing and weird art, and he honestly doesn't have that many Instagram followers for a guy that has a clothing company and weird art. Uh, I was a little bit let down there, and he's his LinkedIn's four hundred thirty-six. That's not very exciting. Four hundred thirty-seven now that I've requested. Uh, but yeah, this guy's been. He was yeah hit with a message on the beach. The dolphins. I did come across some. Uh, I came across a book where someone had recounted uh, talking to dolphins, like channeling a message from dolphins at Lake Titicaca, which I thought Salty would appreciate. Throw <laughs> up. Uh, right, I appreciate it. But also, did you come across the Charney Project? No. So, between 1994 and 1999, a group of researchers in Africa were running a CERN-style uh, collider facility called Charney. C-H-A-N-I. Okay. And uh, I don't know if they do this at CERN, but for some reason, over at the uh, the Chani <laughs> Collider, they started communicating with a entity from another dimension. <laughs> mm. uh, they, they weren't sure if it was a uh, like an alien entity or just a, from a parallel universe. But uh, they they began channeling this entity, and they had a uh, they asked it twenty thousand questions, and received answers to more than ninety five percent of the questions asked. And the good thing about channeling uh, from Charney is it was a computer doing the channeling. It wasn't just a bloke, which means mm. that it was divorced from all of the emotion that you get with a you know a normal human channeler. They're always mm. having feelings and thoughts about things. This was just the cold logic of a computer getting the, the message. Judgy. Yeah, exactly. Two third dimensional, getting the message direct from the entity. Mm. And so apparently, the entity did go on about dolphins a bit. Hmm. And so it told them, I'll, I'll tell you the translation. Uh, eons ago, this planet was first completely covered with water. Then the ground came up and dolphins decided to walk the ground. Your planet experienced many wars. Then dolphins further evolved and remembered their water glory. That's when they decided to return to the ocean and swim again in their water glory. Dolphins are the smartest, most intelligent creatures on this planet at this time. And I mean, that's... True. That's, but that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, the, the sounds dolphins make heal the brainwaves of all creatures. Dolphins make sounds that cause brain synapses to make better contact. This allows for miracles by their balancing of Earth's overtextual harmonics. And the entity also told them, if you can understand salt and water and magnetism, then you will understand life and everything that lives. Hmm. Salt, water, and magnetism. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Okay, well, I'm going to specialize my studies then. So that's like the translation. What the entity actually told them was, you understand salt and water and magnet, you will understand life and everything living. And it would say things like, this planet first all water, then ground come dolphin, deciding to walk ground. Your planet, many wars happen. Then dolphin evolve, remember water glory. Dolphin then go back and swim water glory. Dolphin most clever on this planet, line time. Which sounds like maybe this entity was a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like or, or, did that not occur yeah. to them they they got on the blower with some 
otherworldly entity and it's like just constantly going on about how nice you have to be to dolphins <laughs> it's me not a dolphin uh, i mean a god dolphins are the best <laughs> don't don't look don't don't do any more research into who i am look at the dolphins yeah uh oh that's how you do it it's, it's bloody smart so yeah that was that Anything was put on by uh, nexus magazine oh yeah, oh, yeah. The, the famously cooked one yeah, and also while I was looking at the the Nexus Magazine website, I also found that they they sell a water bottle that, bottle that converts tap water into natural spring water. Ooh, I'm gonna guess crystals. Uh, it's a technology that eliminates the energy matrix of fluoride, chlorine, and chemicals in the water. Energized by penagelic. <laughs> there you go. Penagelic. Whatever that is. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get one of those water bottles, but you get that natural spring water. Just take the water and run it over some rocks. Yeah. Get one of those orgone drink bottles. That's the way to do it. So, yeah, dolphins. What do we think about dolphins? Are they aliens? Also, the, the one other thing I saw was uh, we talked about like Atlantis the other day mm. and like all of those uh, dodgy root races that the theosophists had come up with yeah and so one of them was the lemurians i think they were just before the atlanteans and so when the lemurian society collapsed uh, apparently a bunch of them were like fuck this i'm gonna pull a dog and become a dolphin and so the the lemurians became the dolphins so they're not actually from space they're just from lemuria but it's like how would you be becoming a dolphin and then like the next race that pops up is like yeah we love the water uh we're just gonna live under <laughs> underwater you're like i evolved out of being able to walk around for this like if i just <laughs> if i just stuck with it for a bit this would have been super convenient for me anyway yeah <laughs> yeah no they're definitely aliens um there's a book that i haven't read yet about how squid and calamari think differently to us yeah, I think got, like, they're more likely to be aliens, right? Yeah, they've got a whole thing going on that I think we're only just discovering and we don't actually fully understand. I haven't read the book yet because uh, it's not available on Kobo, uh, which is the device that I use to read books. So uh, I'd like to. Right. Heaven Good forbid update. you actually buy a book. Ugh, I mean, you know, I'd buy it. I'd buy, I'd buy it, just the Kobo version. Right. Okay. All right. So that's Dolphins. Good one. Yeah. Uh, it's changed how I think about the world. So you, you know go. what we never said once? Sexy, sexy, smooth dolphins. I was trying to think where that came from, why, why we yeah, started saying that. I can't <laughs> if anyone can remember out there why we describe sex as dolphins, <laughs> dolphins as sexy, let us know. Uh, so if people want to find us, we are on Twitter at Hypothepod. We're on Facebook if you want to uh, have your data harvested. We are yep. on patreon.com slash hypothepod. Thank you to Tammy, our cook $33 sponsor. Thank you. Robbo, where can they get you, mate? You, you can get me at aleofatime, aleofatime.com if you like beer stuff. Salty? Uh, at Saltmarsh on Instagram and Twitter. The Salt on Twitch and that'll do. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Sexenheimer. Gather around me and yeah, nah, Passaran are a couple of other things I do. All right. Thanks. Bye. Don't worry. Bye.